I'm Dawn. And I'm Tracy. And we are Real Women. On this week's episode, we're being taken over by the wonderful Stephanie Taylor of the Rent to Rent podcast. And this is an episode where Stephanie interviewed myself all about my first year in property and how I grew a portfolio using lease options. Hello, hello, hello. It's Stephanie here. Welcome back to the Rent to Rent Success podcast. I'm excited today to be joined by Tracy Cartland Ward. Tracy is a UK and international property speaker and mentor. She got into properties after 25 years in corporate. And when she was starting off, she was a single mom to a son aged 11. She has a thriving community for women in property and she's co host of the Real Women podcast. Tracy Cartland Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me, Stephanie. Well, today it's going to be a really interesting conversation. We're going to talk all about women in property. We're going to talk about lease options. So if you're a man in property, you'll love this. We're going to talk about deal sourcing. We're going to talk about service accommodation. So this is going to be a gold mine of an episode. But just before we kick it off, Tracy, how did you first get started in property? Uh, well, I nearly got started in the early 2000s, but my son was three at the time. Um, so uh, an ex-husband of mine, uh, he he did some very clever things in the late 90s. He bought a, a few bungalows on a very popular street in Maidenhead that had lots of land. Uh, and it was a bit of a punt because he knew at some point the developers would want to buy them to put flats on. So he had five of them four or five, can't remember exactly whether it's four or five, but that kind of number. And sure enough, within four years, he'd sold every single one to developers for flats. Mm -hmm. Um, And he started doing the usual, you know, what we now call BRRR, which is always a funny one. We used to call it buy to lets when we got in in 2010. But he basically used to buy them, refurbish them, refinance them, rent them out or sell them. but I always, I guess it was an excuse. I put it off because I thought, no, my son's three. I don't have the time. I was still working a career at that time as well. Um, so it was another another nine years before I woke up and smelt the coffee. Um, and 2000, I started learning in 2010. That came off the back of having been made redundant from my very, very lucrative corporate career. Um so 2010, I thought I'm not going to work for anybody else again. Started learning about property and um, went off for my first year of trading, so to speak, which was 2011. Um, got 13 deals, couldn't do them all myself. Seven of them were lease options, kept five of them, passed on seven to investors or other people and um, still got a few of those properties today. That is phenomenal, Tracy. And there's a couple of things that I want to draw out for people. First of all, it's you put it off for years and years and years and years. And so many of us do that. Every single property investor I speak to says, I wish I'd started earlier. I put it off for decades, um, partially through ignorance of not knowing about it. But even when you know about it, you're still thinking, oh, should I do this? Should I not? And I think a, a lot of people have that same struggle. So that's the first thing. And the second thing is, oh, my word, in your very first year, you've got so many properties. So what I'd like to talk to now is if people are listening and they're where you were, 
at that very beginning moment where you thought, you know what, my son is too young, I'm busy with work, I shouldn't start it now. Um, what would you say to, you know, yourself back then or to people who are listening? Um, it really sort of look at the priorities, you know, look at your reason why. Why do you want to get into property? What it give, What is it giving you? And a lot of people say, I want lots of money. No, you don't. That's not the ultimate money is the top of the list reason being money provides everything below it on the list so the extra holidays putting the kids through private school you know buying a better house buying a different car At the end of the day all of those things take money because we're in an economic society but ultimately it's not because you want the money so look at what is it you want that money to buy and how much are you willing to sacrifice now to get more of what you want later and then it's all about priorities. You can do property with as little as five to 10 hours a week. Will it be a slower build? Absolutely. But you can do property investing with five to 10 hours a week. So if the reason you want that income, what it's going to pay for, if that is a big enough priority in your life, you will actually make the time. Yeah. And it, it's such a game changer. I am so glad because I felt nervous, scared, all of the things, but I'm so glad we started because our lives now are totally different. And I know you feel the same, uh, Tracy, that you can do what you want to a much greater extent than you can when you're tied in corporate. Yeah. Um, the other thing you said is that first year. So tell us about that first year getting started, what you were um, doing. So I I was born in Yorkshire and at the age of 19, just shy of 20, I moved down south to get a job. And I spent the next 24, 25 years in a corporate career down there, lived in Berkshire. Um, and in 2010, literally almost a couple of months after I started my education in property, I actually moved back up north with what was then my 10, 11-year-old son. And it was, I was still contracting three days a week because I'd, I'd lost my corporate job through redundancy. I was leaving home on a Monday to go back down to Newbury for three days. Family were looking after my son and I was coming back up on a Wednesday night and then Thursday, Friday, he was at school so I could actually work on the property. But it was all the things I'd missed as he was growing up and the fact that even though I'd moved back up to Yorkshire, I still wasn't with him all week. I was still having to travel down south to do contract work. And it just was literally a, a switch just went on. The more effort I put into building the income, the more time I can spend at home with my son. I'd missed 10 years of his life, for crikey's sake, traveling the world, which was all great. Um, but it's not as fun and glamorous as it works out. So I did the things that other people weren't prepared to. So I'd got an ad going in the newspaper, which back then was a great way of marketing. People were still reading free press. And it was the weekend of Kate and William's wedding. Right. 2011, I believe that was. Yeah. Um, that weekend, the paper phoned me up saying, do you, not, do you not want to put your advert in this week? And I went, why would I, want to, why would I not want to put my advert in? Well, because everybody else is cutting it for a week. So the wedding, I went, no, I'm still going to put it in. They said, great, we'll give you a free half page for the price of your ad. So I'd got like an eighth of a box ad and I got a free half page that allowed me to promote what I was doing. 
Uh, so I started, I was averaging about six calls a week from vendors who were motivated, either way they were going into repossession, they were getting notices that they were going to get their mortgage taken back and, you know, they were going to lose their house. So that catapulted lots of direct-to-vendor calls. And later on, well, probably earlier than when I actually got that ad working well. So a few months earlier in the December, when everybody else was out Christmas shopping, I spent a week doing eight viewings a day for five days. So when everybody else wasn't actually going to the agents and viewing, I was taking the opportunity to view. And from that, five deals came on the table from that, five accepted offers on that one. And I ended up in that first year with another seven offers from the direct vendor calls. And it was because I was prepared to do what others weren't at the time, because it was it was basically I was not going to let anything stand in the way of me being full time at home. Mm, I love that. And I, I do find when I speak to people that fire, that drive and obviously the intensity that you pursue things it wanes over the years it goes around it cycles but at yeah. the beginning it's often full on full throttle oh, yeah. isn't it oh i got i got speeding fines and everything that week yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like quickly rushing to another one and yeah i did end up with a couple of speeding fines yeah yeah i'll be with you there um so you got started and you did that so basically at the beginning you how Tell us about the lease options, because people often come to me and say, I want to get a lease option. I'll just quickly explain. A lease option is a way of buying a property without needing a big deposit or a mortgage straight away. You, It's almost like a rent to buy without going too much into the detail. So it's very attractive for property investors to be able to take control of a property with a lease option, make the money on the cash flow and later on own the property. So tell us about the lease options you got and the guidance you'd give there for people who want to find lease options. So part of this was from the advertising, which you, you can do through social media these days, etc. You, you just have to be careful how you word things because there's all sorts of new rules for FCA and you know um it was slightly easier back then because I could literally put problems that were people were facing you know facing repossession struggling to pay your mortgage so I did the things I, I was taught that I now teach other people have a great catchy headline then list some of their problems then list how you solve it and then tell them how to get in touch with you that simple I love that. And that is the simplicity, why people love to join your community. So let's just actually just tell people about uh, your community quickly, um, Tracy. And we have got the link for this. It will be in the show notes uh, where it says join Tracy's property community. So tell us about your community, Tracy, where people can join. <laughs> so I started this uh, in lockdown, April 2020, because events, mm -hmm. I was by then, I'd been working eight years as a mentor and speaker for a UK property education company. And the event stopped. Uh, and I, I decided I was going to set up a community initially for women. It still is for women, but we're now inclusive. It's you know, if you're a, if you're a man and want to go in there, that's fine. But be aware there's other women in there. I do work with men and not just women. Uh, but the community was originally set up for women in property. And it was literally to help guide them, especially during COVID when we couldn't do viewings. 
uh, giving them tips on what to do whilst that downtime was happening and preparing them for the time when we could get back out there and start investing again. And so it's been going over three years now. It's um, it's into its fourth year. And um, I've, you know, I've I now work for myself instead of freelancing for a property education company through that. Um, but it's all about tips, guidance and what I call my warts and all. If I if I can answer the question you've got, I will do. If I can't, I'll tell you where to go look for the answer. You know, I I got a bit I got a bit sort of not fed up. I think that's the wrong word. But it was like, you know, I wanted women to know that there are people out there in property that know what they're going through. They're coming home from work. They're having to sort out dinner. They're having to put kids to bed. And like it or not, gents, I know you guys have got your own struggles as well. Um, but there was nobody serving women in property as a woman. So you've got lots of women speakers. There's lots of women property investors. But in 2020, um, nobody was really, as female speakers, nobody was really working with that female investor. And, they, you know, we all have different needs. And um, not our gender, but our masculinity stroke femininity means we operate in a different way. We look at things differently. So it was basically I could either go out there and try and get into a big pool of investors or I could focus on a niche area that wasn't really being served, in my opinion. Uh, and I previously taught for the likes of Kim Kiyosaki with Rich Woman. So mm. I was already a fay with actually working just with women in property. Mm. And it's so valuable what you're teaching because a lot of women might come to you and say, look, I haven't got £50,000 or £100,000 or whatever I need to get started. But your strategies also work with finding these lease options and also helping women to be able to sell deals on if they're not in that specific position right now. So it's helping them to get that income and cash flow. So I'd love it if you could give us, um, you know, a case study of a woman that you've worked with, Tracy. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, one of my biggest I now do is I do a lot of commercial to residential conversions. And I've got a couple of women to do that. But I want to focus on a case study that looks at this not having a lot of money to put in. OK. Um, and some of my lease options I did for like a pound. That's all I put down, plus the legal fees. Anybody tells you that no money down deals exist, they are wrong. It's not a term that exists because you will still need to pay legals and you need at least a pound to complete a contract in the UK. Mm -hmm. So there's a little money down strategy. So during one of my mastermind events with some of my VIP clients, we were going through how to assess the gap between your income now and the income you want to live the lifestyle you desire. And we went around the table and we took little examples from everybody. So somebody said how much they wanted for holidays. Somebody said how much they wanted for school fees. And we collated what was a an amount of income needed per month to service that imaginary person's desires for life. Then we grossed it up because uh, we're all going to get taxed, sadly. Um, and it came out with this fictitious avatar that we would need a quarter of a million per year grossed up so that we could pay the tax and still have the money to do all the things we wanted. So I then went through with them a list of strategies and how many properties we would need at what income to service that quarter of a million pound. 
And I did this flip chart list. So how many HMOs, how many bigger HMOs, you know, flips. We went through how many of each of these would we need to get a quarter of a million. And on that list was serviced accommodation that you don't own. So rent to SA. And uh, effectively, I think it was something like get eight of those and, you you know, eight good cash flowing ones and you could get that quarter of a million turnover. And one of the ladies in the group who uh, is an architect by trade, they've been going now for about three, four years in their journey. They they were still on their first two properties that still weren't making income. So they'd got they'd got one property they were still finishing refurb, another property they were getting planning permission on, um, both of which were conversions. One was a, a conversion refurb um, and the other was an actual commercial conversion. That lady and a, a business partner, they took that flip chart home. They took the page home and in within three months, they'd gone out, they'd raised £100,000 of private finance and they had used that money to get into a shed load of source. So they were paying sourcing fees. They got into a shed load of what we call super buy to lets. So it's like SA, but the rental's slightly longer. Yeah. So it's not with a tenancy agreement. It's still using the SA model, but you're renting for 90 days or more to companies. And within three months, they'd got um, properties on board and they were actually taking this is cash flow. This is after paying the management fees, the rents, all of that lot. They were cash flowing 13 to 14,000 a month. From from eight properties. It was about seven properties they took on. Yeah, that's great because that's nearly two thousand a property. Nearly two thousand property. As I said, this is this was a sort of mix between a, an SA strategy yeah. and a company let strategy. So they were renting them. They were then renting them on as company lets to companies that needed to put their people in for could be ninety days, hundred and twenty days. So it wasn't your usual two three nighter. It was a super version model of it. Um, but they took everything I was teaching. They went off and raised money. Um, they paid the sourcing fees. They they got the first few deals coming in and they literally went from zero income. They'd got property, but it wasn't cash flowing at that stage. They went zero income to about 13, 14,000 a month. Yeah, that's incredible. And um, what you said at the beginning, 20, you know, quarter of a million, that's around 20,000, just over 20,000 pounds a month. Mm. Uh, so to go to 14 within the first eight months is phenomenal. Yeah. So I can imagine listeners thinking, right, whether they're men or women, they want to know more about you know, your strategies and how to work with you. So I've now put on the screen, this will be at renttorentsuccess.com slash 198. If you want to see um, the video and the show notes and it's whichproperty.com, you can contact Tracy through that or in the show notes, you can join Tracy's community. And also Tracy has a hugely popular quiz. Uh, so you might want to do the quiz. So tell us about the quiz, Trace. Yeah, so it it was it was partly to um, gain some insight into property investors, a uh, bit of research, but it's also I, I believe in this. It's a bit like a survey, but instead of doing a survey and not getting anything back, you fill in some questions that helps me assess what type of property investor are you, and that ranges from novice right through to partner investor. 
Um, and then it sends you back a PDF that gives you some insights into what level you've been put in and what you could do as your next steps as a strategy for taking your property further. And um, you get a few emails for a couple of weeks that give you insights specifically personalized to the level you've actually been assessed on that give you insights on different strategies you could go do, how you can work a strategy that builds income by doing property services for other people because you're lacking funds, but you've got knowledge. And effectively, in return for filling in this questionnaire that gives me insights on property investors, I'm giving you effectively a tailor-made route towards what you might be able to do next in your property journey. Oh, that's fabulous. I, I always love those quizzes because they give you such a good insight. And then in your case, you also get access to you've got your free monthly. Yeah, so we do a free monthly online property meet. We uh, most of the time we have a guest speaker. Uh, so one of those has just gone up onto YouTube, which is Understanding Development Finance. So on the second Tuesday of every month, we do a free Zoom. Anybody can join. Um, it doesn't matter what gender, what whether you're feminine, masculine, whatever. It's open to everybody. Uh, and we do different insights in property. We've done, you know, development finance. We, we've done different things around uh, mapping out your strategies. So we do that every month on the second Tuesday. Um, you know, the details are all there on the website, on our events page. You've got the details. Our newsletter um, will give you how to get onto that. Um, and, yeah, you've got my Instagram and um, Facebook going into the show notes as well. So that that's free. Lasts from 6.30 in the evening through to 7.30 stroke uh, 8 p.m. And some people join us uh, and come every Tuesday as part of our VIP club. Amazing. So that's witchproperty.com, W-I-T-C-H, uh, witch like with a broomstick. Yes. And uh, the uh, Insta, if you're an Insta person, it's at Tracy Cartland Ward and all the links from the show notes, as we said. So there must be a story there, um, Tracy. Why are you called witch? Let uh, well, it started off because when I started, I said it was for women in property and um <laughs> It was, we were looking at all sorts of different names and and it, it just came out because I used to do a lot of things with my property. I'm a bit woo-woo. I'm into the mindset stuff. So I do help a lot of uh, of the people with their mindset because usually that's 80% of the reason why we're not doing something. Yes. And we used to look at where the moon and the planets were because I, mm -hmm. I will try and coincide my completion of my properties to where the, the the moon and the properties are. Yeah, so they always found me a bit woo-woo. So one of the ladies said, oh, you ought to call it witch property because you're the wicked witch of property. Wicked as in the modern term, you know, as opposed to the, the, the sort of mean term. And funnily enough, we went with that term and then somebody pointed out, I live on a close and the close is called Broom Close. <laughs> Which so was actually, yeah. So it was actually a play on words that came. I was going to go for which property as in W-H-I-C-H. But as you can imagine, with the big company called yeah. Witch and the magazine, that was gone. And yeah. somebody went, just change the word into which as in broomstick witch. Yeah. Um, so it's a play on words because when you hear the word, it's which property. As yeah. in which property are you going to go for next? 
But yeah. yeah, they were. I think it came out of the ladies having a bit of a giggle about my my little woo woo nature. Okay, well, I know that there's a huge fascination with um, with lease options. Mm. So um, I'd love to invite you to do a call for our community all about that. Yeah, and um, let's as we draw to a close, I suppose. Have I, is there anything else that you'd like to share with us that I haven't asked you about yet? Um, yeah, I think one thing is there's a lot going on in the market space at the minute. And, um, you know, what I found is some people are a bit demotivated, a bit weary of spending, you know, since we had the 2020 period and, you know, the the stamp duty holiday meant there was a big frenzy on houses, which is starting to slow down now. We're seeing a turn um, people sort of got fed up. They were going to viewings with big queues. They they couldn't even get to a viewing without going on a wait list. And then we hit the cost of living and the inflation crisis. And the biggest problem I hear now is I've got the skills, but I don't have the money. But what I'm also hearing is people saying things like the rent to method doesn't work anymore. And all I can say to that is absolute codswallop. Has the cash flow gone down a little bit because rents have gone up? Absolutely. But that's the ebb and flow of the property market. But I can tell you now, I don't just teach what I teach. I actually do what I teach. So since April of this year, uh, with the first deal coming in May, so the first month was ramping up, my son joined me in the business. He's now 25. That 11-year-old boy is now 25. And he's joined me in the business on the rent to SA side. And in literally since the beginning of May, we have taken on four new properties. And one of those properties alone has turned over £10,000 in one month. So if you're out there hearing things like rent to doesn't work anymore, it does. You've just got to get the right properties, the right strategy and get the right support to know what you're doing but it's still working. I'm actually implementing the things I'm teaching people. Yeah, I love that, Tracy. And I, I get so many the same that rent to HMO doesn't work anymore. We focus exclusively on rent to HMO just because that suits us better. And for us, it feels like a better return on the investment. But everyone has their own flavors and all of the yeah. strategies can work as long as you have that right information, expertise and support to do it. So as I said, you can contact Tracy at Tracy Cartland Ward on Instagram or at which property or do the quiz and find out what type of property investor you are. But I must tell you before we come to the end that if you want to join us live and in person, we are hosting our new Rent to Rent Revolution live event in October in London. And I would love you to be there. Go to renttorentsuccess.com slash list to put yourself on the priority list so that you're the first to know when that event goes live okay um tracy back to you i'd love it if you could give us some final words of inspiration to leave the audience with if they're humming and hawing about getting started like we both were before we got started um my biggest one is comparison is the thief of joy you will see on all social media people doing bigger things, people getting more property than you, people getting more income than you, people getting more cash flow. 
you know, we don't put on, on we don't put on our social the cheese on toast we have for dinner. We put the five star meal. So what do you think the property investors are doing? They're not putting their disasters and the things that they've had to work hard at. They're putting the success and the end of the journey. So don't compare where somebody else is to where you are, because at the end of the day, there is only one guarantee in property investment. If you don't start, you won't actually get anything. Oh, my gosh. Mic drop. <laughs> if you don't start, you won't get anything. And I think the, only, the other guarantee is whenever you start, you'll always wish you'd started sooner. <laughs> yeah, you always. And that's what I love about lease options, though, because the best time to buy a property was 20 years ago. The next best time is now, but have it so you can pay for it in five or 10 years. That's why I love that strategy. Yeah, and I think that's a phenomenal one. So, um, when, uh, sorry, Tracy is is an amazing person to speak to because she not only teaches you, you were saying with that case study, how to raise private finance, how to get lease options, and also how to really succeed fast with rent-to-rent -rent service accommodation. So thank you so much for joining us today, oh, Tracy. Pleasure, Stephanie. We've been arranging it for a while and we've finally managed it. And do check Tracy out over on her Facebook as well. All the links will be there. Tracy Cartland Ward. Um, she looks absolutely amazing and recently had a health, a bit of a health journey. I did, yeah. 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 I decided to do something about my very own cake and biscuit festival that was COVID. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot of people, a lot of us yeah. can relate with that. So I, I decided to drop it. I've, I've dropped about £28 so far, but and I've probably got about another seven to go. Yeah. Congratulations. You look amazing. Um, and But we, we also love your brain and yeah. the insights and everything that you bring. And so um, I'm really looking forward to joining your community as well and encourage others to do the same. Thank okay. You. See you soon, Tracy. You Bye soon. for now. Bye. And thanks for watching and for listening. I almost forgot where I was there. I thought I was <laughs> on the phone. <laughs> Remember, believe bigger, be bolder, be a game changer. And if you want to see us live and in person, do join us at renttorentsuccess.com slash list to get on the priority list for Rent to Rent Revolution Live. It's going to be epic. See you there. If you've enjoyed our conversation today, please subscribe and download the podcast. To share your thoughts on this episode or to suggest future topics, connect with us on Instagram at Real Women Podcast. And thank you for listening.